Yay, hello and a warm welcome to Retrospection, a podcast in which we take an old TV show or film and see if it should be given a citation for crimes against entertainment or let off with just a stern warning. My name's Colin and do not pass go and do not collect $200. And my name's Paul and I'm hot, I'm tired and I'm sticky. Everything normal then? <laughs> yeah, pretty normal day for me that. Yeah. So in this episode, we're mounting a throbbing machine between our legs and riding the California highway with the 1970s American cop show, Chips. Oh, that was a bit much, wasn't it? A little too much for you? Oh, it's never too much for me. I've always got something throbbing between my... Well, well... It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chips follows the exploits of two California highway patrol officers, Punch and John. Punch? Punch. It's punch, isn't it? Poncherello. Punch. It sounded like you said punch. I know. Well, it's probably going to... Look, trust me, there's some uh, pronunciations that are going to get far worse than that. We'll get to one in in a minute. Uh, The TV series stars Larry Wilcox as Officer John Baker, Eric Estrada as Officer Frank Poncherello, and Robert Pine as Mm -hmm. Sergeant Joseph Gatreya. And the longer this podcast goes on, the harder his name is going to be to pronounce. <laughs> you know, in my notes, I just wrote Serge. Oh, did you? You took the easy route. Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt it. I looked at it and I thought, no, nope, no, nah, not going to do that one. Okay. And there are others in the cast, but to be honest, they're, they're pretty much the main people, right? In the pilot, anyway. Yeah, definitely yeah. in this pilot. I mean, there's only three actors in it, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so music is by Pete Carpenter and Mike Post for the first season. And I know the theme you just heard is from the second season. I mean, that's because the music from the first season is pretty standard American cop show stuff. But, oh, oh, when we get to that second season and Alan Silvestri takes over, it's disco beats all the way. It's Alan Silvestri. Wow. Yes. Yeah, with the music in the pilot, it reminded me of it's just kind of like that. I mean, it's nice and it's funky and I like it, but it, it it's your bog standard uh, 70s cop show fur, isn't it? Yeah, Cold Jacks, Daskin, Hutch. Mm-hmm. Pretty much Even sounds... TJ Hooker, which is 80s, sounds a lot like this. I like it, though. I like yeah, it's it. a nice tune. It just gets really funky later on. You, you sent me some um, some links to some of the music from the second season, didn't you? Yeah. No, it's very funky. Yeah, I'm Good. listening to it all the time now. All the way to work. I'm just, you know... Not just exclusively, I hope. Yeah, I've restricted it to work time. (laughs) (laughs) That's good then. It's a nine to five beat. Gets you through the day, does it? Does it not make you want to strap on your uh, your boots and put your Ray-Bans on? I got those on anyway. Oh, I can can never see what's going on underneath that counter. The show ran for six seasons uh, with Eric Estrada going on strike in the fifth season over syndication profits, so he doesn't appear for seven episodes. Yeah, apparently he just walked out, mm. didn't he, one day? Yeah, which is the way to do it, right? Mm. Come on, you, you dream of doing that, don't you? <laughs> I would never right. do such a thing. Professional. I, I don't get any syndication profits from this job and just see you strolling out. <laughs> but the weird thing was that apparently he, he was replaced by Bruce Jenner, wasn't he, for a few episodes? Mm-hmm, yeah. But yet, Bruce Jenner was still listed as a guest star, and Eric Estrada still appeared in the main credits. Uh, who knows it, with the legal side of it? Do you think maybe they were just trying to keep him sweet? Yeah, maybe. Or that maybe they just thought, yeah, we'll replace you. Look, we can do without you. That's true. 
Funnily enough, later though, um, wasn't Larry Wilcox replaced? Well, he quit. Oh. He quit at the end of the fifth season. Ah, see, I read that um, Larry Wilcox is still believes to this day that uh, Eric Estrada got him removed. Oh, really? I didn't read that. I mean, I knew they they weren't fans of each other. Yeah, well, it's it's a legendary thing that they they didn't get on at all, isn't it? Yes. That yeah. That to this day he still believes that Estrada wanted to be the only lead and um, got him removed. How oh, that'd be a weird thing. Who who's ever seen a cup show where there's just one lead? There's always two. And yeah, but I just think he thought that maybe a new guy coming in would would leave the way open for him to to be the the main star rather than share. Right, you know, Billy, you know, because I read that um, Wilcox was annoyed that Estrada was getting too much attention in the show. I think it's six of one and a half a dozen of the other, from the sounds of it, isn't it? Sounds like it. Um, Chips is credited as having one of the earliest regular portrayals of a Vietnam veteran, as reference is sometimes made to Baker's service. And in fact, Larry Wilcox served for 13 months in Vietnam. Wow, do he really? Yep, oh, the things he must have seen. <laughs> What? Be serious? Oh, really? I just found that amusing <laughs> for some reason. Uh, while a series does use stunt doubles, a lot of the riding was done by the actors, and Estrada had a number of accidents. In one of them, he fractured several ribs and broke both wrists. Yeah, and didn't he actually? Um, he did still film for the show, but he did it literally from his hospital bed. Yeah, they wrote it into the storyline that he needed hospital treatment and recovery. That's some good writing. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> desperate writing. <laughs> that's, oh shit, what do we do now kind of writing. It could have been also that Estrada was more like, um, I'm not letting the other guy take take my limelight while I'm like, you're going to get in here, you're going to film me. You're going to work said, me in somehow. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not leaving. Yeah. And throughout the entire run of the show, Punch and Baker never draw their guns in any of the episodes. Oh, we'll talk about that in this one. But... Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's very strange. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. In 1998, there was a TV movie called Chips 99 that followed on from the series. And, of course, in 2017, there was a film based on the show, but, you know, the less said about that, the better. Oh, have you seen it? Yes, I watched it when it came out. It's absolutely dreadful, isn't it? It's dreadful. Uh, it's It's not, yeah, it's not. It's not like 21st Jump Street. What's that, what's that film called? 20, 20, 21st Jump Street. Yeah, well, that's not what it's called, is it? 21 is Jump that Street. It's straight, straight to sci-fi channel rip-off movies, yeah. is it? It's, it's not like Jump 21 Street. Jump Street, you know. It wants no, to no, be. No, no, no. I mean, they, they, yeah, they try and do it for laughs, but they completely... It's not chips at all, is it? No, no. No. Um... So there's no trailer this time. Maybe we can just listen Mm -hmm. to the music again, because quite frankly, I could do that all day. Yeah, put it on. All right. I guess we do have to get on with the show at some point. We do. Did you did you also read there's a lot of California Highway Patrol actual officers in a lot of the shots? Oh, well, that would make sense. Miami Vice did the same thing when it became popular. And apparently a lot of the crew members used to get confused as to who the actors were and who the real ones were. Oh, huh. OK. Does that, that doesn't say much about the actors, does it? Not really, no. <laughs> oh, maybe it says a lot about the actual officers. 
Oh, yeah, that's good point. I also read that um, mm-hmm. the Californian Highway Patrol were really keen on this show because Magnum Force had recently been out. Ah, uh, and that doesn't paint them in a very good light, that film, does right, it? Right, so they were all up for the show for helping them with the motorbikes and the uniforms and equipment. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. In, in real life, apparently, um, California Highway Patrol officers don't go around in pairs, do they? That's true. So they made it that um, Ponch is uh, on probation. And then conveniently just forget about it a few seasons along, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a bit at the end of this pilot that seems tagged on, isn't there? Yeah, as if, like, his probation's going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been there, <laughs> right? Again, I have no idea what it is you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you, you, you talk about how um, it was one of the first portrayals of, um, in, in a positive light of a Vietnam vet. It was also one of the first um, portrayals of a, 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 of a Latino actor taking a lead in a show, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't know that, really. Apparently so, yeah. Hmm. And we've also got a few Star Trek connections, haven't we? Again, Paul, you used that, haven't we? As if I was supposed to know this answer. <laughs> well, I, I did research, didn't you? I, I've just been talking <laughs> for half an hour about it. Go on, what's the Star Trek well, connection? Well, apparently Michael Dorn's in quite a few episodes. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Really? He is indeed, yeah. Oh. And obviously, um, I suppose everyone knows that Robert Pine is actually Chris Pine's dad. Right, right. Everybody knows that. Everybody everybody called, everybody everybody that, called yeah. Pine is related. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know the other Star Trek connection? In one episode, I believe they have to chase down a robot that's got out of control. <laughs> now, if that's true, that doesn't, that wouldn't surprise me having watched this pilot, I have to say. That, that is true. It is it's true, true. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't surprise me. No. Nope. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to talk about the pilot? Yes. All right. Okay. We open straight away with Ponch and Baker riding the bikes along a freeway at speed. A call goes over the intercom, telling us they're looking for a black Porsche. They weave in and out of the traffic. There's no music, just the sound of the bikes roaring with the speed. Yeah, it's very cinematic, this. I really like this opening. Oh, good. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't help but think, though, that they would have been... I was waiting for the bikes to take off. I think I was still feeling <laughs> the residuals from Galactica 80 a few weeks ago. Oh, Galactica never leaves you. Never leaves you. It no. stays with you like a bad smell. It does, it? yeah. Stay with me. Don't quit me now, says Ponch. The Porsche accelerates. He swerves to the right and drives over the embankment and to the other side. Ponch follows but crashes and tumbles from his bike, but he quickly gets back on. Jo- John wasn't too concerned about his partner going off his bike, though, was he? He's got a job to do. He's like you. Oh, professional like me. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's completely wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to for a second. <laughs> you say the Porsche swerves. You mean the stuntman driving the Porsche swerves because he's nothing like the actor that you see in close-up. Yeah, that happens a lot in this show. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, I don't know what version you watched. I watched it in HD, so it's pretty obvious. Oh, I didn't watch it in HD and it was still pretty obvious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So now we're speeding around the city streets and the Porsche is getting away. And Baker mm-hmm. can't see the car as he turns into the street. Meanwhile, two guys in a white truck watch Baker ride past. There's not many cars on this road, is there, in, the, in this city street? Almost like these streets have been closed off. 
Yeah, you see that a lot on the freeway. It's clearly a brand new freeway that hasn't opened yet. Yeah, I read that there were um, uh, stretches of freeway that are still under construction that they were allowed to use. Yeah, because all the cars go at the right speed and just evenly paced. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Did you notice as well the, the, the weird little um, pouches that they have on their belts? Is that where the wallaby sits? <laughs> Close. There actually were the um, the batteries for the radio mics that they all were. Oh, cool. The housed. Yeah. Where did you learn this little tidbit? Oh, I've got my sources. Ooh, nice. HP daddies. Yeah, yeah, don't do that joke. That's yeah. <laughs> That's getting cut out. <laughs> That's what they come for. No, no, it's really not. <laughs> that's, that's what they leave for. Uh, Baker pulls up at a cross section and he's lost sight of them. Ponch mm-hmm. arrives. That guy was possessed. Oh, they've lost the Porsche. Ponch is annoyed. There's no justice in life, just luck. Well, then you've got to be the luckiest guy in the world. That stunt you pulled almost closed your book. There's a lot of, like, um, slang dialogue that doesn't really make sense that you have to think about. Yeah, there's one in a minute that, that I wrote down that is very strange. Okay, we'll get to it. Punch passes the accident off a skill, not a mistake. Now, I'm watching this, and I'm kind of thinking, Punch reminds me of somebody. Who would that be? I don't know. He passes off accidents as skill. He's all bluster. You know, he's, he's like making stuff up and blowing himself up with the women. I, I, it's somebody... It reminds me of, and I just can't think. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. I can't, I can't think who you mean. I no, no, no. Let's okay. just carry on. Okay, yeah. So they ride away, and then we get a shot of the moving storage truck driving off. We don't know why mm-hmm. we're seeing it. Mm. This is where um, Punch turns to John and says, if I ever scope that turkey again, I'm going to pull him out through his wing wing, seat belt attached. Yeah. What's all that about, then? <laughs> I believe he's going to assault the person. <laughs> is that what it is? I believe okay, so. Right. Yes. Why didn't he just say that then? Because <laughs> this is the 70s. Ah, uh, right, okay. doesn't feel like the 70s though, does it? Well, what does it feel like to you? I don't know. It kind of feels out of time in a way. Wait. Because the uniforms don't look any... They don't look of any era, do they? I'll talk about this in the sum up at the end. About okay. the uniforms and the look of the show and... Mm-hmm. and the weirdness about it but yeah okay so um, i i guess because we don't see we don't see him very often civilian clubs so we don't see flurs and things like that and we don't exactly we don't really see that in the civilians either no no it's very strange it's like a, it's, it's really out of time it's, it's his own little world right ah yeah hold on to that thought okay all right if you can manage that for an hour <laughs> i've written it down so okay. it's fine okay all right so now the music kicks in and we get shots of them riding the freeway from above. Close-ups of the bikes and the actors as the credits flash on screen. It's bike porn. Yeah, and in, in one of the quick, long shots, one of the motorcyclists appears to have sprouted a moustache all of a sudden. <laughs> it's all that testosterone they've got floating around. I don't know, it's all that YMCA, I think. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. Oh, it is, the 70s. Yeah, the music smooths out as Ponch looks at an attractive woman in a sports car. <laughs> then, as they speed away, the opening credits end. Yeah, I wonder whether when they were going to end. They did go on for a while. This, there's a thing about this show is like the opening credits, are like intercut with stuff that's going on, 
And the closing mm. credits are also intercut with stuff that's going on. Yes, yes. And and, it, and the weird thing was, I hadn't seen Chips probably since I was a kid, a long, long time ago. But as soon as I started watching it, the thing about the credits came back to me straight away. Right, right. Mm. You have to watch the end credits mm-hmm. because the stuff that happens in between them. It's like the marvel of its time. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> Uh, so we cut to overview shots of the freeway. Now, I feel like I'm going to be saying this a lot in the next hour okay. <laughs> because there's a lot of freeway shots. That's that's the other thing, isn't it? Um, the credits aren't just the only thing that go on for a long time. There's all these long shots of freeways, mm-hmm. long shots of, of bike riding, right. which I understand because, it, you know, it's about people that ride bikes. And it's the pilot. But, but for a 47-minute show, there isn't a lot here, is there, really? <laughs> No, it's like 30 minutes, right? Really? Yeah, and it, and it really felt like 30 minutes as well. It flew by. Right. So we close in on the headquarters. Mm-hmm. Gatreya is giving the briefing for the morning, and he tells them about an auto theft ring that's been operating for a week. Specialty items, Porsches, Jensen's, etc. As a female officer enters, the men wolf whistle. Yeah. <laughs> do they do that every time a woman enters? Probably. Are they, are they like, never seen a woman before? <laughs> and then Gretreya is like, hey, 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 give a guy a break. A guy? What about the woman? <laughs> <laughs> They're not wolf whistling him. <laughs> He's not walking See, down a corridor tomorrow and people are going, woohoo, look at you, Gretreya, looking good in those tight pants. No. At first, I thought maybe they're not wolf whistling the the, the lady. Maybe they're just kind of taking the the, the piss out of um, yeah, out of Ponch for his uh, his little fall that he had again because he he's had a lot of accidents, hasn't he, in the past? And he comes in shortly afterwards. Yeah, that's what I thought was happening. But then I re I rewatched it again, oh, okay. and I thought, no, 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 it is the woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're doing it just to annoy Gatreya. Possibly, possibly. Let's listen. So I've, I've got to say that Pine's got a very uh, laid-back technique to his acting, hasn't he? Yes. It's almost. It's very naturalistic. I like the way. I like what he's doing. Oh, you like him? I like it. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So Punch and Baker enter and sit down, and Punch is eating a Twinkie and he's drinking milk. Mm-hmm. As Gatreya explains the MO of the car thefts in a voiceover, we actually see the car theft taking place. This is actually quite a complex piece of uh, video, really. It is, and it works really well. Yeah, so he explains that in the morning they hit Century City. What they do is stake out a garage, spot a sports car, dummy up a parking ticket, which is handed off to his partner, and then turns it in 20 minutes later. And we're actually seeing this happen as Gatreya is narrating it. Mm-hmm. They also use standard tricks for stealing cars. A Jensen that the owner says was locked was stolen, so either they have master keys or can make them. And again, as Gatreya is saying all this, we're watching the criminals perform the actions. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the shots are almost documentary-style shots, aren't they? Yeah. Lots of handheld cameras and, and um, wacky zooms. Wacky zooms, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a technical <laughs> term that you've used. Okay. <laughs> I, I could just imagine Ridley Scott. He's like in the middle of gladiation. He's going, hmm... Do you know what we need here? We need a wacky zoom. <laughs> you can't beat a wacky zoom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I've tickled him. I've yeah, tickled yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right in my wacky zooms. 
Worst character never mentioned in uh, Magic Roundabout. Uh, wacky Zoos. Wacky Zoos. Yeah. yeah, he's always going spinning around. <laughs> uh, Gatria wants to know how they're getting so many cars by them. Every time this gang strikes, they hit one area and take six cars. Always six. And they manage to make them disappear. Now, in this part, we see how the criminals are actually doing it. They're loading mm-hmm. the cars into a specially rigged up removal truck, like the one we saw earlier watching Ponch and John. Mm-hmm. But Katrea doesn't know this, so now we're seeing footage of stuff that the police don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, That's fine, though, isn't it? It's fine, but it's. I just found it odd that we were switching between him narrating what they're actually doing and then we're seeing what he doesn't know. It, it would be odd if he was narrating the bits that he doesn't know as well. <laughs> That would make it odd. I guess so. I also think like it's a way of like compressing the time. Like yeah. they've explained everything in one scene. And it's well, you done. know, it leaves, leaves a lot more room for more shots of uh, freeways and, and bikes riding around. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Gautreaux says the gang pushed the luck this morning and ended up in a high speed chase. The Porsche mm. was the sixth car, but got away. Mm hmm. Gautreaux tells them that if they check any sports cars they come across, look for anything unusual, a driver that doesn't fit the vehicle. What, too big? Like <laughs> <laughs> a giant. Well, it is a... Go on. Six clowns. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are they looking for? In this city, in this show, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a car carrying six clowns did ride past. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six is pretty conservative. Yeah. Uh, they're supposed to check the VIN numbers, any broken side windows, broken ignitions, and then he calls an end to the briefing and everybody leaves. But Gautreaux tells Ponch to hold on, asks how things are going, and if he should know something that he doesn't <laughs> know about. Ponch just says, it's a nice night. Gautreaux says, yeah, also a nice night for a certain CHP officer who was dirt riding his CHP bike in the hills. Those bikes are not for play. Now, we don't have any idea who that could be, do we? Ponch says it wasn't him. Gautreaux reminds him that he only has two days to the end of his probation. Don't blow it. So is he allowed to take his bike home with him at night? I don't think so. I think that's the point, like, he's getting told off for taking it. Ah, so he... That's what I was thinking. I, I mean, I'm sure they have to leave him all parked up at the police Yeah, station. but I have seen them in episodes where they're like, they've called by the home on the bikes. Right, okay, all right. I mean, okay. you know, that happens, right? Yeah, I suppose. I got a lift to school once in an ambulance, so, you know. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, kids were tough back then. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet it was. It was Wigan. <laughs> so saving punch, dispatch announces a call, a spill southbound on gauge, which means something to somebody. Yeah. It's, not me. Nope, not me either. Nope. He tells Punch and John and some other officers to go deal with it. And they ride out. We get overhead shots and music and the freeway again. I'd be interested to find out if um, the amount of people joining the California Highway Patrol increased during the run of this show. Because it does make it look quite exciting, doesn't it? Well, let's be honest. I wanted to join the California Highway Patrol when I was a kid watching this. You know what? I think I had a little police set yeah. with a little badge and a gun. It was a, and it was a chips yep. thing as well. Yep, yep, yep. 
so John asked Ponch about his shoulder because he hurt it in that fall early, and he's like, are you going to play tonight? Now, there's some sort of game going on in the evening, but they don't say what it is. I mean, I assume it's bowling or darts or table mm-hmm. tennis or caber tossing, you know, something of that nature. Well, I guess we'll find out later. Caber tossing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't you do that? What, toss me caber? Yeah. Not as much as I'd like to. No, well, it's your age. Yeah. They drive for a traffic jam until they reach a jackknife truck that has spilt glue all over the freeway. Glue? <clears throat> okay. All right. I would love to be the writer on the show where you're like, okay, so episode 82, a truck has spilt some... What have we done so far? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to come up with? I mean, this is the first episode, so glue's a we're, glue. We're, we're like starting running pretty high here, you know. I, I'm wondering. Um, obviously, you've watched a lot more episodes than I have. Mm-hmm. Do Do we have an episode later where the bad guys paint a big black tunnel onto a wall and uh, Ponch <laughs> and uh, John ride into it, thinking that it's uh... that it's a it's an, a like a, a road? No, not, yeah. not yet. I'm be surprised if they don't. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be the episode just before Punch ties himself to an Acme rocket. <laughs> right, okay. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, glue, says Punch. As if this is a an occurrence that happens all the time. In this world, possibly. Yeah, so he says, again, it's this the weird dialogue. So who's going to lead the children to the promised land and who's going to chat with Gabby Hayes? Asks Punch. <laughs> It is quite funny. It is. It is funny. But it's just, uh, meaning, who is going to direct the traffic and who has to deal mm-hmm. with the cowboy truck driver who caused the accident? John Ooh. smiles and walks off to lead the traffic. This this cowboy truck driver, he's a cowboy truck driver and no mistake, isn't he? I think he's... No stereotypes here, is there? No, I think he's an actor who plays a cowboy in pretty much everything, right? He was that familiar kind of to me. Yeah, he's familiar to me as well. Yeah, well... Leaving Punch to walk over the glue in his nice boots. Mm-hmm. We got ourselves a real doozy. The cowboy starts telling Punch how he ended up doing a square dance across the freeway because a woman in a Camino cut him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were having a blast right in this, weren't they? I they think really so. were. <laughs> they were high as kites and just like <laughs> right in a way. Punch goes back to his bike as the glue runs underneath it. He calls for backup. I've had first days on the job like this, you know. Wait, with a, a sticky substance all over the floor that you've got your <laughs> boots stuck into? Not exactly what I was trying to say, but... <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> you know, things where nothing goes right. Where, where the, things happen that you think couldn't possibly happen. Now, does this happen in the morning and you're like, I should just go home? Yeah. I should just not bother going to work, just phoning sick yeah. and think... Yeah. Shouldn't have even got out of bed. I'll just say that so that people know now that, you know, you call oh, to work. Yeah. When, when you call in sick, they know that that's not really what's going on. <clears throat> I never call in sick. Okay. I'm professional, as I've mentioned. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, the care thieves in the removal truck, coincidentally, are stuck in the traffic jam. These are some unlucky criminals, aren't they? They, yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're slowly driving towards John, who's obviously directing the traffic. 
John tells mm-hmm. them to pull through. And inside the truck, we focus on the Porsche and it's dripping gas, petrol, from the mm-hmm. exhaust pipe. It's dripping onto the floor of the truck and the petrol is leaking from the truck onto the freeway. Although I think it's oil rather than petrol. Actually. I think it's oil. Yeah. John sees it dripping onto the freeway as it passes by and he tells him to pull over. Then he goes back to his bike to get his ticket book. He goes back to the truck and asks them how they're doing. And everybody's like real friendly. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the car thieves is like, oh, I don't envy you guys. And what's the problem? John tells him the leaking oil. Punch goes back to his bike and finds it's glued to the freeway. Oh, who'd have thought it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, John asks the truck driver for the license. Punch revs up mm-hmm. his bike to try and unstick it. Now everybody's watching and starting to chuckle. Yeah, these these shots of people watching go on for quite a while, don't they? Yeah, it's an amusing situation. Yes, yes. He gives it full revs. The bike becomes unglued, but Punch loses control. It slides sideways and he falls off, slaps into the glue, and the crowd applauds. I've seen other films like this where uh, people get covered in goop. Oh, yeah. 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 You name them. Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, it wasn't the film I thought you was going for. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what was with the uh, Rick Mail impression? <laughs> so one of the cafes asked Jod if Evil Knievel has been riding a bike for long. The leader of the gang is annoyed by one of his gang members mouthing off to a cop. It's just an accident. It could happen to anybody, he says. No, replies John. Only him. Now, John notices the tires are low on the truck and asks if they're carrying a full load. Uh, no. The main leader replies, we're completely empty. John advises them to get that checked along with the oil leak. John is still chatting with the driver and notices the accent is from San Francisco and that he has a cousin who lives in San Francisco. Now, Punch comes over and he's getting annoyed and he asks, what are you doing to John? John says he's writing a mechanical citation. Mm. Punch says, oh, while I'm running around dealing with Tex over there and acting like a court jester, you're here going through the family album. And he snatches the ticket book from John. Yeah. He writes the license of the truck down, gives him the ticket, and tells him to move out. And the truck drives away. Are you, uh, okay? John asks Punch. Punch says he's tired of hearing that question. Well, says John, my brother has an expression. Keep the tack in the black. Punch relaxes. What? <laughs> Punch relaxes, but what he should have said is, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) Well, I was asking that question. (laughs) Yeah, keep the tack in the black. What? Um, All right, let's let's Google tack, see what we come up with. Let's do this right now, tack. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's not what it sounds like. What do you think it sounds like? It sounds Ah. vaguely racist to me, but... (laughs) Okay, so I knew that tack was a boating term. Right. But I didn't know what the black bit of it is. Maybe, Mm -hmm. let's see. Maybe it's an actual phrase. All right, let's find out. Type in, keep the tack in the black. This is exciting, listeners, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not... No, no. No, no. No, no, no. I I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a horse term, because horses, you have tack in... It could just have come out of one of the writer's drug-addled minds. <laughs> you have tacks and horses. You have tack in boating. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I'm going with horse, something horse-related. Okay. 
if anyone out there does know what it means, then let us know. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. Del Punch apologizes for shooting his mouth off. He hands the ticket ticket book back to John. Okay. John nods. Yeah, we're okay. Mm-hmm. Punch looks at his battered bike. Gatray oh, is really going to bring the hammer down. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. All right. <laughs> hammer time. He's getting to him. Oh, oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We fade to black, and when we fade back up, a pickup truck is returning Punch's bike back to HQ, and Gatreya is mm. waiting, standing tall, hands on hips, staring hard at them. Punch says, now I know why people are scared of cops. I wouldn't be scared of him, though. Not really. He's not, he's not really scary, is he's he? Not really, no. No, not at all. John says, If he leaned back any further, he'd be laying flat on the floor. Right. John says, he's just going to chew you out. Hey, behave, Paul. I, do you know what? I wasn't. I didn't even occur to me. Is this, I, I, he's just going to chew you out, not kill you. Cleaning up my act. No. Okay. Wow. Oh yes, yeah, this punch. Yeah. If he does, I'll book him on a 187. Says John. And you're going to tell me what a 187 is, aren't you? Murder. Is it? Yes. It's code. It's a code for murder. I knew you'd know. I know. It's too many episodes of Hunter, Chips. <laughs> 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 they all use it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, <clears throat> Police Quest, the video game by Sierra oh, Online. Oh, Police Quest. Yes. That, was a, that yeah. was a classic. Yeah, they always had a 187 in that. John mm-hmm. tells Gautreya that the glue situation is all cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> Gautreya yeah. is distracted and asks what that is, pointing at Ponch's leg. A ticket has become glued to Ponch's pants. Ponch peels it off. Oh, it's uh, mechanical, I wrote earlier. It's a, your new filing system, huh? That's good trail, which I, I, I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good line. Yeah. But now it's glued to Gautreya's hands. He leads them inside, and when he gets to his office, he complains that somebody has stolen his chair. This this stuff reminds me of like a Hill Street Blues thing where it's all like a chaotic office and there's stuff going on. Because like, why is it important that someone's nicked his chair? Yeah, but I can see what you mean about the Hill Street Blues thing, but it's like Hill Street Blues if it was situated on Fantasy Island, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not got the the grittiness that Hill Street Blues has. No, no, (laughs) no. And there's a reason for that, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he then opens a filing cabinet, and it's mostly neatly filed, except for one huge bulging folder. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea what that is? He asks Punch. Punch doesn't know. This is your jacket. Now, I want you to take a good, hard look and tell me, do you think there's any room in there to bury another one of your accidents? Now, Punch isn't taking this. Four things. I'm hot, I'm tired, I'm sticky, and while chasing that stolen car this morning, God almost spoken to me at the fall level. So if it's all the same to you, let's take a rain check on the lecture surge, because right now, I really don't need it. Is that you at work? <laughs> what no nonsense yeah standing up to the man yeah uh yeah uh uh, uh yeah oh. i could have said it any, could have said it any less ineffectual <laughs> oh yeah you <laughs> sounded like frankie howard <laughs> Ooh, this is <laughs> oh well Ooh. yes oh are, are you the man 
No, forget I, it. Forget it. Forget it. Let's move on. I hope so. I was the last time I checked. Yeah, should check again. All, all three actors, they do work well together, though, don't they? They're all very likable as well. That, that's the thing. Like, you, you learn... I think this is why it was a big deal that they didn't like each other, because you cannot tell from the actual show not at, at all. all. Not at all. It's no. great chemistry, and it's kind of it fun. It, you want to be in their presence. You do. You do. Yeah. See, you want to sign up, and you're like, oh, this is, if this is what Chips is like, there's guys like this. And then the first day on the job, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katrea doesn't get it. Punch's probation is over on Monday. So you think you'd be extra careful? Oh, you think so? What do you replies, Podge? Mm. Which is just kind of, I like his reply. He's like, yeah, yeah, you'd think it would be. You know, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. This is me. Yeah. Uh, and his probation is over on Sunday. Maybe. Maybe, says Katrea. Katrea closes the filing cabinet and says he likes to think, oh, I'm a nice guy. Now, mm -hmm. I know. You don't agree, Punch. That's because you fall on the wrong side of my desk, which I also like that phrase. Yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, I like to use that. Let me know how that goes for you. No, I'm going to use it at you. When you, you, when, would I... when you screw something else up, I'll go like, I, you know, you fall on the wrong side of my desk. When do I screw something up? Uh, this is supposed to be a shorter podcast than that. <laughs> Let's not talk about how the, uh, it took us nearly an hour to get on to uh, record yeah, the podcast. Dead, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll skip that. Now, maybe that would change if we could just get to the root of your problem. And this is Gatreya talking now, not me to you, just in case you were concerned. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I was confused for a second. Yeah, I thought you might okay. be. Yes. This is what happens to you out there. You and John ride three feet apart. You get the same calls. You get into the same situations. Yet anytime anything happens, it's always your bike that comes back here looking like we ought to give it a funeral. But why does that happen, Frank? I like all this scene. Mm, it's a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. And says, it, it, it kind of establishes as well, I think, that even though he's kind of chewing them out, he kind of likes them as well. Yeah. Cause, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Punch says, well, thanks for taking a rain check on the lecture. If that's all, I'm going to go change and write the report. And he just walks out. Mm-hmm. You'd love to do that, wouldn't you? What, just walk out? Yeah. I don't know, would I? Maybe in the past, certain jobs. Oh, okay. Yeah. This podcast. <laughs> just <laughs> just, get, out, just get out, out walk out. You're just sat there to an empty room. Hello? <laughs> you suddenly hear the TV go on in the distance. <laughs> Watching chips. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be uh, the ultimate insult. <laughs> I'd soldier on. Would you? Not really. Flounder on if it's probably what more like. Oh, he's off. <laughs> Joe starts to stick up for Punch that his file doesn't just contain accidents but also citations and recommendations. He's put a few bad guys behind bars. They both leave the office but they continue talking. Gratreya says, I see, already got his name wrong. I knew it was going to happen. Gratreya <laughs> says, What is it? Is it his temper? His sense of mind? John says, sometimes he overdoes a roll. He doesn't know when to back off. Weird things happen out there. You can't see them coming. And once they're there, you can't stop them. Yeah, well, replies Gatreya. Maybe I should have partnered him up with an exorcist. Do you think the exorcist was big at the time then? Uh, yeah, it must have been, right? Yeah, late 70s it would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that line too. There's a lot of good lines. There is. Mm. They head outside and walk past Ponchy's bike. 
you're not going to put him in a car, are you? Asked John. I, that amused me because he's like, is that the ultimate? Like, <laughs> that's that's the Insult. worst thing that could happen to a motorbike yeah. cop is to put him in a car. <laughs> Probably is, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I should put him behind a desk, says Gatreya. They reach a mechanic and Gatreya asks him if they have a spur bike. The mechanic stares at him. You have one funny sense of humor, Sarge. Yeah, I guess there's, there's not enough bikes to go around at the best of times from the signs of it. Yeah, so the show is questioning the socio-economic aspects of oh, 1970s law enforcement, and you just thought it was a light driver, Paul. I still think it's a light driver, okay. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so now, guess what? We cut to an overhead shot of Ponch and John riding through a street. That's right. Ponch is complaining and wondering if he even likes him. Who? Gatreya? asked John. No. God, replies Ponch, I know Gatreya doesn't like me. If I was Gatreya, I wouldn't like me either. <laughs> I might use that line. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> just do. tailor it to whoever I'm talking about. Yeah, just, oh, he doesn't like me. Who? So-and-so? No, God. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> John says, look what Gatreya did for him. He forgot about the gloom mess. Didn't recommend extending Ponch's probation and gave him his very own bike. Now Ponch is worried about that because if anything happens to Katreya's bike, then, well, probation will be the least of his problem. It will. Yeah. You know, mess with the, with the captain's bike. See, this is the, the adage that I live by. You never give your staff anything personal of yours. Oh, really? Because you know, you know they'll ruin it, so don't do it. So you never give them anything personal? No. Nothing. No. Nothing at all. No. Give him nothing. No. Nothing. So off on patrol, uh, John notices a jag that he finds a little bit suspicious, and they pull it over. Mm-hmm. He runs the license plate through, but it's clean. Yes. Yep. And suddenly, a biker speeds by at full tilt. So John and Ponce jump back onto their bikes, and they set off in hot pursuit. Yeah. Um, there's a car that's forced off the road, does a little bit of a roll. Yeah, a Volkswagen Beetle. So, ah, no, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> little car, one of those little cars. Okay. <laughs> and the driver, a young lady, is quite hurt inside. <laughs> She's deeply disturbed, what do you mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> inside. <laughs> you mean inside the car she's hurt? Inside the car. Oh, yes, not inside her body. <laughs> well, you know, she might be. You <laughs> she know. could be. Not, no, no, not that hurt she, that she can't hit on him, but, you know. <laughs> I've got to say, though, that John hardly hurries over to help her, does he, when he gets off his bike? Well, he takes his time, you know. He just kind of saunters over. She's not going anywhere. She's crashed. Well, you know, she could be dead. There you go. Less no of a hurry. There, is there? No. Yeah. Meanwhile, Punch pulls the biker over and he orders him off his bike. Now, this biker looks like he's been to Biker Dudes R Us for his outfit, hasn't he? He's even got the red headband on. Yeah, he's like the, the, the A-team, fall guy, whatever, 80s biker. Yeah, he could have been one of the bikers from Galactica 80 that we saw. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. So the biker um, gives Ponch some lip. Yeah. And he, he then pulls him off his bike. Um, and sensing that things could get out of hand, he orders Punch, um, John orders Punch to uh, help the girl instead and he'll take over with the biker because it looks like it's going to kick off. Yeah, yeah, and Punch has a temper. He does. I mean, he literally incredible hulks him off that bike, doesn't he? What, turns, <laughs> turns green? 
He might as well. He his pants. Flings him through the air, doesn't he? Suddenly, though, the biker pulls a flick knife. Yeah, he does. And they tussle. Well, but you don't actually no, see him really tussle. It, I think John just knocks it away, right? Kicks, yeah. kicks it away and then cuffs the guy. Yeah, it's all done very quickly. Meanwhile, Punch starts to uh, chat up the victim in the car while he's trying to pull her out of the car. Well, he's not pulling her out because she can't, because she's hurt and can't move. But yeah, he's he chat. But she's also chatting him up too. Once she calms down, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as you say, he, I think he does try and pull her out, but she's pinned, isn't she? So she starts to panic. Right. Uh, but luckily, Punch knows that one deep breath will fix everything. Wow. He says, "You just take a deep breath," and uh, suddenly she's chatting him up, as you say. Yeah. Well, you know, deep breaths usually solve everything. Deep breath actually... or a cup of tea, one of the two. <laughs> well, that's America, so I doubt he's got tea on him. Oh, yeah, yeah, just a breath, then. That's all you can have, right? Now, she says to him, bear in mind, she's just been in an accident and she was panicking two seconds ago. And she's she then pinned, turned... pinned, pinned by the car. Pinned by the car and she's bleeding as well. Yeah, yeah. And she goes to say, you've got very soft eyes. <laughs> Well, maybe she's delirious. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, yeah. maybe she's bump on the head. So John subdued the biker um, very quickly, kind of off screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the emergency crew arrive. It's weird, isn't it? Because I think most shows would have concentrated more on John taking down the biker rather than focusing on Punch aiding the accident victim, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. But this show doesn't really do that kind of thing. It doesn't really do violence, does no. it? And when it when it does do violence, it's kind of it's very gentle. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So later, Punch and John and Sarge are uh, all playing squash together. Yeah. Now this is the point that I made earlier when they were talking about the game. Of all the sports that I thought was going to come up, squash mm-hmm. was definitely not the one that was in mind. Yeah. I, I, I thought it it'd be bowling come... or something. Bowling would have been made more sense, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, squash seemed very unlikely. Was squash big in the seventies? Guess so. All right. Yeah. yeah. It killed Leonard Rossiter. Squash killed Leonard Rossiter. It, well, indirectly. Oh, how indirectly? We had a heart attack during a game. During or after, I can't remember exactly. If it's after, it was... then that doesn't count. I mean, you know how. Yeah, long but he after? might not. Might not have had it if he. Well, I'm not talking like six years later. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Oh, he shouldn't have played tennis five years ago. <laughs> I think it was. I think the time window was slightly smaller. But... Okay. Bear in mind, I've done absolutely no research, and that's just something I think I heard. Oh, this once. is just one of those things you've made up. It's one of those facts. Yeah. Okay. So Serge pokes fun at probably turn out that he's the... still alive. No, I think he is dead. Okay. At least you got that right. Yeah, I definitely got that right. So uh, Serge pokes fun at Ponch um, while they're playing the game um, before Ponch hits him right on the ass with the ball. Yeah, comedy moment. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's some more banter back and forth. Um, and Serge loses the game. He does, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ponch and a lady are... Um, this is later. Ponch and a lady oh, are having a bit of a hold drink. Hold on, what about the whole conversation about... The- being a box fan and not an auto carrier. Oh, I didn't write that down. Did you? Well, it's kind of important <laughs> <laughs> to the plot. <laughs> of all 
of things to miss out. That's kind of like the the one of the one of the little bits of storyline that's actually in the show. Go on then, tell me, tell me all about it. So the Surge is talking to Punch about the fact that the license plate came back and it wasn't a license plate to a box fan, which is what he wrote in the description of the citation. It was an auto carrier. And they start having an argument about what he wrote down. And Punch says, okay, maybe I did make a mistake. Do you know why I didn't write it down? Why? You fell asleep? You didn't no, watch the kind, episode? Kind of, the whole thing kind of confused me. I wasn't really sure what they were talking about. When he wrote the mechanical for the Curfew's yeah. removal truck. Yeah, yeah, now you're explaining it to me. I understand it. But at the time, it, it, it kind of washed over me a bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. Which will be why I gloss over it later. Oh, so <laughs> so feel free to chip in then. Chips. <laughs> Too complicated for Paul. Kid show. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, is this like carry-on films are too complicated for you? Well, if it was set in space, I'd get it. See, see earlier podcast. Or listen, yes. listen to earlier podcast, I should say. Well, you can look at it. God, I mean, it won't do much. It's just it, a picture. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's the same level of entertainment. <laughs> True. True. So, uh, later on, Punch. punch. <laughs> Sorry. It's the whole point of the episode. Well, you've got it. You said it. You did it for me. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. Okay, yeah. go on. Right. So, so later on, Punch and a lady are having a bit of a drink. Mm-hmm. She was watching uh, them play Lay Squash. You you may not notice that. Yes, there was a lady up there. Is this the same lady? <laughs> Is this the same lady? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's so the, the same lady. So there, there was a lady watching them play Squash, and yeah, now yeah. she's having a drink with Punch. Yeah. Okay, right. And uh, Punch is using all his best lines about vibrations and about how he um, he, he works in um, he works in law, but he doesn't. He's kind of vague about it, isn't he? He never tells her that he's a cop. Yeah, he does that all the time in shows. He says he's like practicing law, or he's a mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and until uh, this is all going well, until John turns up and he kind of cramps his style a bit. He's like that annoying mate that you uh, never quite knows when to make himself scarce. Isn't yeah, he? tell me about it. Uh-huh. very good yeah he's not much of a friend to him really is he he kind of drops him in it a lot well they do it to each other throughout the show oh. in that, in, you know in that kindly friendly insulting banter way that two close friends have no no idea no i don't either so john tells a story about when they were on patrol which um puts the lady right off and she leaves yeah yeah okay she doesn't like cops just likes lawyers yeah, lawyer, if he was lawyer, she'd be all over him. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yep. So later that night, we see one of uh, the car thieves posing as a valet. Yeah, but yeah. you're looking at me as if I was supposed to make a joke about valets. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe, maybe you had something. I mean, I'm, I'm tempted you... to tell you that it should be pronounced valet just to make you say it. <laughs> Is it? No. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one right then. There you you did for once, yeah. You can <laughs> can't add that to the sparkle marshmallow list. <laughs> it's growing though. Mm, it really is. So cut to the next morning, and it's a uh, briefing time again. Yes. And Sarge is telling them that the car thieves have struck again that night. Yep. And then they're considered dangerous now because don't they have a gun at some point? 
apparently. <laughs> apparently. Apparently they've got a gun. Yeah. Not that it matters. I mean, all the cops have got guns, but you wouldn't know it, would you? Well, they don't use them. Not going to use them. I don't, I don't think they're real. I think they're just glued on. Really? Don't they're it... like those action figures that came with a gun that you could never take off the belt. Right. Mm. Yeah, maybe. So Ponch gives the van's plate number to the rest of the cops before climbing onto his bike and telling you... Telling you? <laughs> it looks like you. I've written it, John. John, it looks like a you. I'll do that again. This is weird. That I'm the one that's constantly drinking, yet you're the one that appears to be drunk. <laughs> How is that working? Are you like the painting in the attic? <laughs> For my alcoholic level? Working backwards, yeah. Yeah, this is weird. Because you've missed something else out. I'm waiting to see if you're going to mention it at some point. But okay, uh, I? okay. Uh, we'll right. see. Ponch gives the, uh, the moving van's plate number to the rest of the cops before climbing onto his bike and telling John that he hopes to have a nice, quiet Sunday. Mm-hmm. That would be weird if that's all that happened in the rest of the episode, though, wouldn't I it? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, yeah, nice, gentle day. Yeah. Put this well, yeah. So what about the point that Punch tells people to take a photo of the removal van? Oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, because he's got, he's got um, uh, a Polaroid Everyone's camera. got Polaroid cameras. So that's to, right, yeah. yes. He does, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, that, that kind of washed over me a bit as well. Because he's trying to get proof that he didn't make a mistake with the license plate. Ah, oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. <clears throat> you did so, watch the show, right? I did, I did. No, with with both been... eyes open? Yes. Okay. Watched it twice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our heroes then pull over a little kid on his bicycle. And they get kind of give him a... a, a sort of gentle um, talking to about... Um, <laughs> so reason I was going to thought you said it'd give him a hard time, <laughs> like yeah. rough him up, <laughs> no, throw him down. Him a, gen- a gentle talking to <laughs> yeah. about, um, about road safety. And it's all kind of cute and nice. Yeah. I mean, suddenly another cop radios in to say that he spotted the truck and, that they, and then they race off to investigate. Have I missed anything? Oh, you're good so far. Okay, Amazingly. all right. Amazingly. So Punch and John then flash their lights at the truck and the driver's mate then pours his beer out of the window of the truck all over Punch. Yeah, because <laughs> they've, been, they've been drinking while driving. See, if, if Punch had uh, had his head screwed on, he'd just open his mouth. Oh, yeah, that, free, that's what you would have done. Free beer. You would have been like, ah. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Look at that skill. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I bring to the table. So... Um, John asks the drivers for his details, and um, Ponch is less than impressed about the beer incident. Well, you would be, right? He's covered in beer. He's going to stink a beer. Oh, well, that's not a big deal for you, but for most people, that's not a good thing. Is that normal people? Normal people don't like to smell of beer. I don't smell of it. You have uh, cologne, don't you? That's <laughs> <laughs> Your cologne has a frothy head to it. <laughs> When you put your beer cologne on, you have to stand at an angle, otherwise it's too much froth. You know, it's one for the face, one for the mouth. Okay. That came, that no. came out wrong. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Yes. Yeah, we'll leave that. So uh, it turns out that there's a problem with the registration. What's the problem? Because I didn't quite understand it. So it's registered to the company, but not to the van, or is it the other way around? The criminals have taken the license plate off that yeah. truck and put it onto the fake truck and replaced it with license plates for something else. 
And when, that's right. when the drivers get out, they look at their license plate and they're like, well, that's not ours. Mm-hmm. But I did like how in this scene that, that um, Ponch and John, they actually think the case through, don't they? Yes. You know, they talk about it and they think it through and it feels like they're actually doing some it, police work. It does. There's a little... It felt there were some leaps of logic, but I was okay with it. I was like, yeah, I don't know how you got to that from that, but okay. Mm. It was nice to see him actually figure it out. Yeah, that's what I felt. Yeah. yeah. So then we cut to a cop who's on patrol and he comes across the real thieves in their van and he sets off in pursuit. Yep. Ponch and John hear this on their radio and they join in as well. Yep. And we get some more funky cop music. We do. We do. I don't think that's a genre, but okay. Funky. I'll type it into Spotify. Funky cop music. See what we get. All right. So, so no, not now. It's better than <laughs> the usual things you type into Google. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we don't go there. So suddenly the thieves, um, they cut their cab loose from the rest of the truck, which causes a bit of a pile up on the road. Yes. And that allows them to get away a little bit further. A little bit further. They're like, maybe, mm-hmm. they're like, like maybe we can lose them downtown. How are you going to lose them in your truck? Exactly. And I say it's a pile up, but like everything else in this show, it's a gentle pile up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, yeah. I, I don't, I, I mean, I've only seen some of the first season i mean i used to watch mm. it as a kid but i don't remember any there's nothing like huge or amazing like no. there's always gentle pile-ups yeah Gen- gentle pile-ups which, which i had the other day funnily enough <laughs> <laughs> you get cream for those can't you oh i, I, I didn't take a cream I, a cranberry juice <laughs> oh right okay <laughs> luckily though punch and john can ride around the pile-up on their bikes and they continue pursuit Mm-hmm. Again, this chase is really well shot, isn't it? I mean, you can see everything, you know, exactly what's going on and where everybody is in relation to everybody else. Yeah, that doesn't change throughout the show. The, the actual, like, car chases and stunt work is pretty good throughout the series. Still not a fan of that camera fixed to the side of things, though. Could do, could do with less of those shots. See, I was thinking about this. You, you had a problem with this with a film that we watched, right? Yeah, Brannigan. 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 And mm-hmm. I came up with a, a defense of it for Brannigan, but I can't come up with a defense for it for Chips. And my defense for Brannigan is that you've seen it in a giant cinema screen. Mm. And so if you're seeing from the car's point of view in a giant cinema screen, you're going to get mm-hmm. the feeling of movement and, and speed. speed. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that obviously when you watch it on TV, you're not going to get that. But for Chips, mm, less so. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. For that. Especially so, back th- on the TVs back then. Yeah, and you, you, you know, your, your little 20-inch square TV or 14-inch yeah, or whatever you're watching it on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's less impressive. But I don't know. It gives you some idea of the speed they're moving at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I just never a fan of those shots. No, I know. So the chase goes on for a little bit, and basically it ends up with our heroes managing to capture the bad guys by forcing them to ride the truck directly into the courtyard of the county jail. Yes. Nice, right? What, what is this? 60s Batman? <laughs> I mean, they don't even put up a fight, do they? And at one point, they're driving directly towards one of the cops, and the leader shouts, Don't hit him! Oh, yeah, because he doesn't want to kill a policeman. Right now, they're only going to be done for calf stealing. They're not going to be done for killing a cop. I was waiting for the mystery mobile to turn up at, at some point in this episode. Yeah. I, I mentioned that later. Mm. 
So smiling, uh, Ponch says, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Probation is over. It is, he thinks. So finally, Ponch and John head back to see Sarge, and Ponch is uh, ready to finish his probation period. Sarge re- reluctantly tells them that they're getting commendations for their good work, and he, he's actually quite proud of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you would be, uh, right? You would be. They've done well. They've done well. And his probation is over. So then we get this weird credit sequence <laughs> where um, it's Ponch's first day back on back on the job without uh, his partner with him. And he flags down an old lady driving a car. Right. Unfortunately, he screws the whole thing up. Um, by He does something by making the wrong kind of call or something, doesn't he? He, tells, he tells her to keep pulling over and she pulls over to the embankment and then crashes over the embankment. She's the wife of a uh, police chief or something. That's right. And over the top of all this, we, we get... Um, this is where I, I, I thought this all seemed hastily tagged on to the end, where you get this voiceover with this conversation between Ponch and, and, and the sergeant, right. where basically he's telling him that his probation is back on. Yeah, I can see that, but Chips does that a lot in the end, in the end credits of every episode. The credits stop, and then more action happens, and mm-hmm. then the credits continue. They do that throughout the first series. But it, it, this... I, I get that because I remember that. But what I'm saying is that, that this whole thing was seemed contrived just to just to keep, keep them the probation. together. Yeah, to yeah. keep them together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I concede uh, your point, sir. Yeah. And as the show ends, we see Punch and John back together again, riding off into the distance. And that's the end of Chips. Yeah. So, Colin, what did you think of Chips? I think I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ah, shit in it let's be honest (laughs) no with a lot of the film and tv shows we've covered there's a great deal of nostalgia involved right Mm -hmm. and i think this is probably the most nostalgic tv show for me we've done so far i loved this show as a kid Mm -hmm. like when the the bike start and the music goes i get this i don't know what it is it's like i feel good and i get a buzz about it you're back in your front room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as a kid, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to be on that bike. I want to be mm-hmm. doing that. And I think what's interesting in some ways is this is a cop show, right? But Apparently. to me, it's as much as a fantasy as the film Krull. Okay, go on. So, this should be good. <laughs> what I mean is that we grew up in like a rainy, dreary, northern England town and mm-hmm. Chips takes place in a fantastical world. It's always sunny. Not just sunny, but perfectly sunny. Not too hot, mm-hmm. not too cold. The bikes are big, they're shiny, they're powerful. The uniforms are pretty much as odd to us as anything from Flash Garden, like when we mm-hmm. were kids. Mm-hmm. And the criminals in Chips, especially in this pilot episode, they're not evil. They're almost like something from an Enid Blyton novel. Yeah, I mean, I, I made a note that I wouldn't have been surprised if at the end when they caught them, one of them said, and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those two pesky highway patrol officers. Right. You know, it's very yeah. Scooby-Doo-ish, isn't it? Yeah, so to me, I, I can't, I don't know what Americans think of this show or how they interpret it, but to me, it's like almost a total fantasy show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and that's how I approached it as a kid. 
It was this amazing world. It's a very romanticized version of America, isn't it? Oh God, yeah. And I can, and I guess mm -hmm. now, you know, with the idea that the California Highway Patrol needed something to stop people thinking they were all serial killers after the film Magnum Fast, that they wanted this <laughs> kind of like <laughs> propaganda yeah, piece. Sense. I can yeah. see that now, but mm -hmm. I still get this. I, I still connect to the same feeling as I was as a kid when it starts. Yeah, I can watch an episode of this and be like, "Yeah, I enjoyed that." Oh, I'm that's a nice it. feeling, though, isn't it? That's a nice feeling to have. Yeah, and uh, Punch and John's relationship—it's funny, it's warm, it carries the show well. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to see why it was cancelled shortly after they changed the actors. Yeah, once you lose that, yeah. you can never recapture it, can you? Because even though you know that apparently they didn't like each other in real life, their on-screen chemistry works perfectly absolutely never in a million years would you have got any sense that there was any tensions going on behind the scenes no at all no mm -hmm. the show is light-hearted i mean seriously light-hearted right it's <laughs> yeah, never absolutely. dark it's carny it's simplistic but you know what in this televisual world where everything has to be grim and brooding and depressing it's kind of nice to have something light for a change mm -hmm. and i get how people could mock it but you know what? I like it. It's a hit. You, you did make me laugh about um, when you just said the line, um, I get how people can mock it. And I thought, well, like we've just done for the last hour or so. Oh, I, I, can, make, <laughs> I can make fun of it. It's, it's a gentle mocking. But I, I still, I still enjoy it. I, I could happily watch an episode. Well, I, I can't really add much to what you've said, really. I mean, I watched it as a kid as well. Um, I don't get that same feeling from it. A little bit I do, I suppose. I mean, I recognize, I think on some kind of like deep level, I, I, I remember stuff. Mm. And I loved it. I do remember loving it at the time. I had toys and everything. But um, I, it, it's not as big a nostalgia thing for me. Um, and I haven't watched it, as I said before, probably since I was a kid. But I fell into it so easily watching this. Right. Um, it's a weird show, it's, as we it's, said totally different from any other show that i it can is. think it's, of it's no it's no starsky and arch it's not even tj hooker like there's no there's no single narrative it's like different events happen mm. it, it's almost people can make fun of me for saying this but it's almost like i imagine police work kind of is in that it's different things that have no conclusion to them the series of events yes he got two b plots the b plot number one Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a B or C plot. It's the actual crime going on mm. in the background that starts mm -hmm. at the beginning and finishes at the end. But then there's another B plot, which is the characterization relationship, whether it be the girlfriend of the week or whatever, yeah. going mm -hmm. on as well. It's a weirdly written show. Yeah, it is. And, it, and it, as you said, it's, it's incredibly light. I mean, it's kind of like a kid's show idea of what a cop show is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you can imagine kids playing chips. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably more, more violently as well. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like you said, the leads are all good. They're all very likable. Car chases are really shot very well, and the music's fantastic. Um, I had a really good time watching this, and I think I might actually go and check out some more of it. Ooh. So, yeah, it's I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's definitely a hit for me, too. Wow. 
So, Colin, what are we doing next time? Oh, in our next episode, we're going to be spying on the unofficial Bond movie Never Say Never Again from 1983. A remake of Thunderball that sees Sean Connery reprising his role as James Bond, and this went up against the official Bond movie, Octopussy. Looking forward to that. (laughs) Wow, it doesn't sound like you are. (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll sell it. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, no, still not working. <laughs> <laughs> you need an actor of Oscar winning. I haven't seen it for a while, so anything could happen. That's true. Never say never. Say never. Although, didn't we see a bit of it the other day? <laughs> we did when you were visiting. Yeah, yes. okay. <laughs> right, I thought we did. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, if never say never again is not your cup of tea and you'd like to suggest a film or tv show then you can send an email to retrospection at email.com you can also follow us on facebook on twitter at retrospecky and on instagram at retrospection podcast all one word and please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen it really helps you can also hear the themes and songs from the films and shows we review at our Spotify playlist. And finally, if you'd like to support our old episodes and help new ones coming along, then you can lower our server costs by supporting us via patreon.com forward slash retrospection. Thank you to our current Patreon supporters who make sure another month goes by that Paul doesn't steal Eddie the Eagle's old skis, his bobble hat, and a slightly too tight ski suit and heads to the nearest mountain to try and become the UK's next Olympic downhill skier. Let's face it, his life has been downhill most of the time anyway. His or mine? Yours. I reckon I could pull that off. What? Which which bit? The skis, the bobble hat, or the All of it, tight all of it. I re- yeah, I reckon I could do all of it. Oh, and that hideous fart, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.